You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. I, I, I even considered like changing the name Oni to like another another name because it just felt weird for me to like continue knowing the music's going to be so different without them. Everyone around me was kind of like, you know what, you should keep the name Oni for your band because, you know, you one marketed yourself as Jake Oni and two, like you were a big part of that, of that too, like a founding member of member of that. So yeah, man, it's, it's hard. It, it, you know, those guys are, are all good guys. And when it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like I've learned that I need a solo project of some kind for me to express myself. Right. Um, I, I, I never really listened to too much prog or death metal growing up. I could, do that style really well, but I could do lots of styles really well. You know what I mean? And, and those are the other styles. The more Linkin Park side of things is more where my heart always has been as a musician. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound, Talent, Media, and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. Hope you had a killer week. I most certainly did. This Vox and Hops episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal is Montreal's premier metal promoter. If you are ever in Montreal and you are looking for a great metal show to go to, well, trust me, Heavy Montreal will have you covered. They put on a bunch of killer shows all year long. Uh, They are simply the best. Goddamn stoked to have them behind the podcast. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I would love for you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there's someone in your life that just loves extreme music, that just loves craft beer, well, you should absolutely let them know that the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast exists. If you were to encourage one of your craft beer loving metalhead friends to become a brand new Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today on the podcast, I'm very stoked to be with Jake Oni of Oni. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 435. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Jake Oni of Oni. Very, very stoked to be back with you. We met uh, quite some time ago. I'm not sure if you remember. Uh, I'm the vocalist of Cryptopsy. Uh, we played a show together in Toronto at Barrymore's when Cryptopsy was called in to replace the Black Dahlia murder. You were on the Cavalera conspiracy tour when you they were doing Roots in its entirety. Allegion was on the tour. That's when I met uh, Riley McShane for the first time, Vox and Hops alumni. Uh, Jake, how you doing? Dude, I'm great. That's awesome. Uh, that was a good tour. That was a good tour. That was a good night. We just got pulled in just for that one show, and it was totally worth it. I think it was like Thanksgiving weekend, uh, probably like five, six years ago at this point. It's crazy how much I've forgotten. Like, I barely remember that. <laughs> it was a good night. We had fun. We'll put it, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I remember that whole tour being sick. That was a great tour. Dahlia couldn't do it because someone got injured or something like that. Um, I don't remember the details, but we, we hopped on just for that one show in Toronto. We drove out from Montreal over there too. And that's, that's where I met you. I remember we were up in the merch stands. Are you from Montreal? I am from Montreal. Nice, nice, nice. Absolutely. We just got back. We just finished our Carnival of Death tour. I, I love Montreal, man. 
It's one of my favorite cities in Canada, bro. Hell yes. Uh, Vox and Hops is typically where I hang out with my metal friends, talking about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. Uh, it's really early, so for myself, I will not be drinking a beer because I'm at home alone with my kids. What are you drinking? You're crushing a cold brew. Crushing a cold brew, bro. But I do like craft beer, too. Okay, well, we'll dig into that in a bit. For myself, I'm also drinking uh, a nice little coffee, but I do have a very special beer here that I will present that was given to me on the Carnival of Death tour by my good friend Brad. This is a crushing mass. It's uh, from Three Floyds. It's a barrel-aged coffee stout, which I, I would have been Ooh. drinking if it was a little bit you know, later in the day, but it's quite early right now, so so it's, it's a bit too early for this. Um, talk to me about beer. Take me back to your very first beer. Remember the first beer you ever drank? First beer I ever drank was a Heineken at my dad's bar in Cayman, and he made me try it, and it was pretty good. I must have been like eight years old or something. That's cool that he was he was that open at that young of an age to to uh, allow you to taste the the golden elixir. Like, like, like literally, like the tiniest amount, like nothing, you know, just enough to wet your lips. At what at what point you mentioned that you do like beer? At what point did you become a beer? I'm like a a beer nerd. Like I'm a craft beer enthusiast. I'm not. I'm not a, a beer nerd. You know, I, I like craft beer. I had what did I have the other day? I think it was called like the Man Child. And it was like a peanut butter jelly craft beer. Oh, shit. It was super sour and delicious. And I, I, I loved it. it was, we have a, a place in Cayman called Outpost. My friend Jesse owns. And they're like a craft beer video game bar. And they, they, do, they do a lot of cool stuff. So, yeah. That's fucking cool. I like, I like both of those things. So it sounds like a place that I would like to go visit if I ever came through Cayman. I also had a, a, an awesome mango habanero beer there. But I can't remember what that was called. But that, that's that's what I've been kind of vibing on recently is the mango habanero and peanut butter jelly. I love it. Take me to the uh, soundtrack of your youth. I wonder if your dad's just as important in this. Uh, what music was playing when you were not in control of the music? What music did your parents or guardians listen to when you were growing up? So my dad took me to see the Beach Boys when I was like really little. I, I It's like a, one of my first memories kind of was being that's like sick. watching them. So I don't know anything else really i remember like my mom listening to, like michael jackson and stuff too hell yeah so what 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 would have been the very first thing that you got caught on to something that that caught your attention that you brought into the house that you're you subjected your parents to lincoln park uh, what was that what was it about lincoln park that that caught you uh they were just an easy first metal band for me and it was the first band i ever really gave a fuck about i remember being in windsor Ontario and and going to see them in Detroit hell yeah across the border when I was like really young and I I wanted to go like you know I begged my parents for a ticket type thing and went you know gotta crawl over the ambassador bridge (laughs) (laughs) we've all done that so many people from that's a lucky thing that people from Windsor had was just it was just a skip just across the bridge there and you can get so many more shows but yeah but good shows in Windsor too I remember seeing Theory of a Dead Man in Windsor. I'm lucky for Montreal. Montreal, all the gigs come here. It's just, it's just Montreal is such a plethora of of uh, culture and experience. Uh, way, way more than Windsor is definitely. Talk to me about um, Lincoln Park. Let's go back to that. I was in a band before I was in Cryptopsy. Before I was in Three Mile Scream, which is the band I was in before Cryptopsy, and we covered one step closer to the edge. It was one of the. I also had the Lincoln Park bug. It was something that. Uh, 
I was interested in. I liked, I think, the clean vocals and the harshness. Um, it was probably like one of the first bands that I experienced that had rapping in it that I appreciated. Um, it was cool that the 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 uh, Chester was just such a prolific vocalist. So so it definitely caught my attention as well. Yeah, I mean, Chester's the goat, right? He's he's the best. So I think anyone that wants to get into this, if they want a good influence or a good like uh, sort of benchmark, like uh, this is what a good vocalist is. That's Chester for sure. He's, he's, he's the best. Take me to you going from the Beach Boys as, as your, your very first memories to falling in love with Linkin Park. At what point did you ever imagine or start um, envisioning that you would become a vocalist? When did you get that bug? When I was in like high school, middle school sort of vibe. Yeah, I remember uh, just like daydreaming all the time about it. Like, or when I go see a show, you know, go see like Linkin Park or nickelback or whatever being like man one day that that's gonna be me i would do the same thing like where you look around the room and it's it's more than just the experience of the concert it's actually like taking in the grandeur of it all and putting yourself on that stage in your mind and looking out at the crowd is that something you did yeah man 100 percent. it's like i want to add my name to the tapestry of of greats you know like just what it is. It's a cool thing that we got to do. I think it's cool. I just just wrapping up a tour and then like going back to me being a kid and wanting that and then accomplishing that. There's nothing better than a live show and there's nothing better than after live show knowing you've done a great job. Absolutely. And like you're you're the front man and you go out in the crowd and everyone's stoked to see you and it's just there's nothing better than that feeling. Absolutely. And I have my guitarist, who's the producer of the band, Christian Donaldson, that's always there to tell me when I fucked up. So so that's that's always a good thing to have in your band. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that it, it makes it makes the when it goes well, that much better, you know, <laughs> all the time we fuck up, which, you know, we're all our own worst critics. Absolutely. And uh, and then it's funny because then like in the world of the Internet now. Uh, most of our yeah. gigs, as soon as we finished, are up on the line somewhere, and then oh, like you think them, you think that you've you've totally destroyed a whole section, and then you go back and you watch the video, and you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad at all. <laughs> yeah, it's a really funny thing that happens nowadays, as opposed to like in the past where that the, the things would just haunt you until the next gig, and then you go through yeah, that yeah, section yeah. again, the next gig, and you're like, oh, <laughs> never mind. Oh, that's where I fucked up yesterday. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to fuck up today. Nothing like the internet to keep you honest. True. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that Beach Boys was your, probably one of your first shows. What would be your first time on stage? I used to like jam all the time with my friends. But the first time like on stage was like a house show. Nice. At like my house. Yeah. I, if that counts, I don't it know. It totally like, does. I, I also have those experiences and I count them. So I, I, cause all the feelings go into that. Exactly. You know, even if it's just family and friends, like that mental preparation of getting onto and performing in front of someone is something that's something you got to get through that first time is such a heavy heavy weird experience how was that for you were you guys ready were, were, were you were you guys crushing or were you a little bit apprehensive were you a bit nervous we definitely thought we were crushing <laughs> you're probably a bit you're a bit younger than me so i bet those exist on the internet those shows 
Most probably. Talk to me about the silver line. I experienced you many years ago um, in a different iteration of Oni. Um, it's cool to see the evolution of what's happening. So, so talking about talking about the silver, the evolution in the silver line and old Oni, new Oni. Um, I started the band a long time ago with some good friends of mine. Um, I still talk to some of them to this day. And it's one of those things that didn't work out. You know, but I, I I even considered like changing the name Oni to like mm-hmm. another another name because I it just felt weird for me to like continue knowing the music's gonna be so different without them and you know everything and then everyone around me was kind of like you know what you should keep the name Oni for your band because you know you one marketed yourself as Jake Oni and two, like you were a big part of that, of that too, like a founding member of member of that. So yeah, man, it, it's, it's hard. It, it, you know, those guys are, are all good guys. And when it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like I've learned that I need a solo project of some kind for me to express myself. Right. Um, I, I, I never really listened to too much prog or death metal growing up. I could, do that style really well, but I could do lots of styles really well. You know what I mean? And, and those are the other styles, the more Linkin Park side of things is more where my heart always has been as a musician. So I, I learned to scream like extreme metal because I love Lamb of God, which is also nothing like old Oni really. Like I was a big Lamb of God fan growing up. And um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things like it didn't work out for better, or for worse. A lot of people online are very upset that, you know, the xylosynth's gone, the style changed, and where the old band members, all that kind of stuff. And and I want to take this opportunity to kind of address sort of all that stuff. I have nothing but love and respect for all those guys. I, I wish them well, and I hope they do well in what, whatever endeavors they go for. I know Chase is in Warbringer. He's killing it. Uh, I spoke to him the other day, just, you know, texting, whatever, and you seem to be in good spirits. Um, uh, it's a lot of stuff goes into being in a band, and a lot of people don't understand that. No, a lot of people don't understand. It's like, I would be in a band again, you know. I would be in a band again with the right people and the right style. I would do it for 100%. Like, if Jared Dines and Josh Gilbert and Joe McQueen were all like, let's start a band, I'd be, like, fucking down. Those are the guys I write with now, and, and I've been loving it, you know. like I think it's really, really interesting, and, and then you definitely hit something right there. Uh, this being, you know, Oni, Oni being one of your first project is a, a big project that, that you, your first my first project i've never been in another band than odie odie's been around for a fucking long time man there you go so so when you start a project with someone you make concessions you know like you you as an artist makes concessions when you're starting a band because yep. you want to have a band work and every member has their own sort of influences coming in and you found yourself yeah, in a technical death metal band, despite the fact of you not being from that world and your main, yeah, your vibe coming more from Linkin Park, more from poppy metalcore. Yes, exactly. But you made concessions to to make the band work. I remember, I remember no one wanted me to do cleans in, in Oni in the first album. They were all like, one, you suck, and two, 
And two, they don't need cleans. We don't need cleans. And I, I, I was always like You're fighting you know, to like <laughs> put cleans on, on the song. Well, good for you to have the maturity to 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 first off still be friends with all the members and have made that mature decision to. Not all of us are friends, man. You know, I haven't spoken to Brandon in years. Like like the guitar player from Windsor, I haven't spoken in, in years. It, it's it's we're not. I wouldn't say friends. I, I would say like. His friends talk shit to me online, you know what I mean, in the comment section type thing. But what am I gonna fucking do, man? No, no, we Stop all get making me rich. No, so, no, we all get shit in online. Don't worry. Upset. Like fuck that. Like I'm just do my thing. Hell yes, uh, I am excited um, that you're, you you've you've taken your own control of your own identity. The 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 the, the brand of the band is definitely you now. Uh, you mentioned working with Jared Dines, working with uh, Josh Gilbert and Joe McQueen, writing stuff. Talk to me about working with producers that are writing stuff crafted to you versus collaborating with people that had their own identities and their own, let's say, agendas when composing music. Yeah, it's, it's totally different. It's totally different. I could be like, I don't like this and we won't use it or... I like sweet. I love this, and we use it like something as simple as that. Like just having control over like the the music itself. Um, and Josh is such a good songwriter, man. Even if he did do like stuff that was a bit out of my wheelhouse, he would do it in a way where it was still catchy, still hooky, still like awesome. Like out of for me at least, you know. Let, let's, let's let's rewind just a little bit more. At what point? Let's say you built this whole thing. You hit them up. You connected with them. Uh, what did you bring to the table to present to them so that they know what to bring to the table to present to you? Honestly, the only thing I could ever bring to a table musically is my vocals. So they they were they knew what I was capable of, and they thought, man, Jake's never really been like sort of pushed to the edge of what he can do before. So let's make music to best, you know accommodate those vocals did you give them like a like groundworks like here are the limits no no i like josh 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 at, at the time when i first started working with him was in talks with i think joining like spirit box mm -hmm. and um he had definitely has that modern metalcore sort of genty spirit box-esque sort of style and uh yeah i i do my thing and it just sounds good together. Like it's it's a match made in heaven. It's great. Um, have you heard the new album? I have heard a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what's your favorite song? I am horrible with song titles, but uh, I love the one with Howard Jones, and I really enjoyed the Howard one. Howard Jones, yeah, Aura, yeah, that's a great one. Fuck yeah, man! And I'm a huge Howard Jones Killswitch fan. I was like literally listening to um, his first Killswitch, uh, the end of Heartache, yesterday. Because I got a new iPhone. And you know when you get a new iPhone and it says it's going to back up all your music and get it all back on? It didn't, but it did get that album, and I did listen to it yesterday morning. Uh, talk to me about working with Jared Dines. Talk to me about um, connecting with a YouTube sensation, we'll say. Talk to me about that relationship and how you coaxed him into um, working with you. Working with me? Yeah, I, it wasn't hard. I, I just sort of like was like, yo, let's uh, do some stuff. He's mutual friends with my mutual friends, like or we have mutual friends, I should say, Howard and Josh and Joe. And yeah, we just hung out and instantly clicked. He's just the homie, you know, he reminds me of uh, a really good friend that I had that passed away. Um, just like his guitar playing and stuff. So yeah, man, it, it, it's, he's awesome. I can't say enough good things about the guy. It's a dream to work with such a good guitar player and such a cool dude. He's, he's, he's the goat. He's the best. 
Fucking great content creator. I think he's he's funny as hell. Ultra talented. I enjoyed that um, the collaboration with Howard too. I can't remember the name now. Um, that he did. It was very very. I enjoyed it very. Scion. Scion. It was called Scion. Yeah. I liked it very much. Talk to me about that whole recording process, bringing people out to to the Caymans. Uh, talk to me about um, their reaction of coming down there. It's a very different reaction, a different different landscape to record in versus, let's say, coming to Montreal. I love bringing people here that haven't been here before because there's so much cool shit to do here. And, like, you know, something like hold a stingray or whatever yeah. in the water, like, they go, they lose their fucking mind. I would imagine and so. <laughs> that's something to me that I've, I've done before. So it's like, if I was doing it by myself, it wouldn't be as fun. But seeing it through their eyes, it's like awesome. I watched all the videos. I saw the um, the prep work, which is what really what spurred me to want to talk to you, honestly. Um, I actually wanted to hit you up. I actually wanted to hit you up when you came through, when you opened for Megadeth. And it just didn't happen. You should have. You should have, dude. We we got to do a song together sometime. I'm down. I'll put some deep gutturals over anything you want. Um, talk to me about doing these massive tours. Uh, you guys are on 5B. I'm sure that helps a lot. Uh, connected to the right people, getting into the right uh, conversations, having the right connections. It does, man. Like, like, like 5B have put us in a place where we would never have been without them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Straight up. Like, they, they put me... They dropped a rocket to my ass from day one and just sent me in the sky. Like they're, they're awesome. Um, I can't say good enough things about them. Uh, yeah, we have, we've been very fortunate, man. Very blessed, very fortunate to have these good opportunities in our camp. And well, me, I've been very blessed and, um, yeah, I take, I don't take it for granted. I'm grateful every day. And I, I try to live up uh, to the, to the pressure of having that expectation, you know, that, that's the key. So whenever I write a song or whenever I play live, that's in my head. It's like, I can't fuck this up. How do you deal with that pressure outside of just performing and nailing it? That's the only way. That's the only way, you know, like I think music is such a therapeutic thing mm-hmm. because it's like making slits in a balloon and letting the gas out. Like Hell you yeah. need to, you need to exercise what you've been through and express what you've been through. And so many people walk around and they have no outlet to do that. And it's just so unhealthy. It's um, true. You have a lot of people around you, a lot of people working with you. Do you have someone that's more than a yes man, someone that talks the real shit? Yes. My wife. My my, my wife is, is not a yes man. She's very like, you know, she fights for me. She believes in me. But if I fuck up, she will tell me I fucked up. Because I think about that Chris Barnes, Six Feet Under record that they dropped not too long ago and i was like who is in this room with him just saying yes to him where is the person that's saying this is not good and i feel like every artist need every artist needs that in the room someone that can be can be step outside of like the bubble of what the creation process is it's okay it's okay to hold l's if you learn from them yeah if it's a loss and not a lesson that you know what i mean so like this megadeth tour for example I probably won't be touring anytime soon because I didn't recoup really that much from the tour. Oh, it was shit. great in terms of like getting the name out there. A lot of people coming up to me saying, I bought your CD or, um, uh, you know what I mean? You get exposure, but in terms of like, is it worth doing? Not all the time, unless you're Megadeth, you know what I mean? Like, or, or bullet, you know, it, it, for, for me, it was like, I'm going to hit the lab go back in the studio, record the best shit I've ever recorded, 
So when there is a time for an Oni headliner, they'll the demand will be there because the music's so good. You know what I mean? So and just go from there. So that's my strategy right now. It's a great jumping point. If you could build a tour that would put Oni, this era of Oni, into the perfect, perfect room, what bands would you have? Especially if you, as a headliner, what bands would you bring out? My friends' bands. <laughs> Obviously. So like Scion. <laughs> nice. Like Howard and Jared and probably like Spirit Box with Josh. And then we could do Aura and Silence in a Room of Lives every night and It'd be fucking sick. That's the dream right there. I like that. They, I'd be opening for them, obviously, but you know what I mean. That's like that, okay. would be, that would still be that would still be the dream tour, you know? That would work. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. I like it. I like it very, very much. Uh you mentioned I off see all the lineup too, bro. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. We just dropped a new record. We were we're weighing some options, but uh, I'll put this one on the table too. <laughs> Fuck yeah. If it ever comes up, I'll let you know. I love it. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. You've worked with so many people. It's as I was doing, putting this together, I was like, I knew it, but like putting it all together, writing it all on one paper. Um, it's limitless who you've worked with. You've worked with Iggy Pop for fuck's sake. You've worked with Randy. You got Jared uh, Howard. You got you got Jared. You you got you got Suiko. You got you got so many fucking people. If you could collaborate with any other musicians, who would that be? Man, that's a tough one. I want to work with a Jamaican artist. Nice, like a dance hall artist, and make like a Lincoln Park thing. Hell like yes, dance hall sort of rap sort of thing. Like that'd be cool. Um, I would love to work with, let's see, Corey Taylor. Fuck That's yeah. always been a dream of mine. I don't know. Whoever, man. Like, I'm down, bro. Like, that's the thing. I'm working with this dude right now who's, like, you know, not super well-known or whatever. I had just a feature for him yesterday. I, I don't care if you have, like, you know, from five monthly listeners to, like, five million monthly listeners. Like, if the song's good, I'm probably going to jump on it if you let me. You know, I'm just a fiend for music, so. But I would love to do also something with uh, like a, a female vocalist, like a Demi Lovato or something. I think that'd be sick. Damn right. Yeah, I, I do think uh, reflecting the, the Cayman side of your personality, of your, your identity, would be something that would be very, very interesting to, to reflect into Oni. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to do shows here a long time ago. It's just, um, you know, different kind of place. But I, I would love to. 
I would definitely love to. I interviewed um, a band from um, Trinidad called Lynchpin, and um, they were talking about them building the scene over there and talking about how the culture is extremely different and how they are typically regarded as like Satanists. Exactly. That, that's that's always the fucking. Th- Once I do the growls, man, I lose everybody. Exactly. Like, just like, <laughs> they they lean get heavily it. into it's, it, though. And at the time when when I was like in a fucking tech death band, it didn't really help. So <laughs> it was just you know one of those things. It's a it's a different culture thing. So so the, the more that extreme music becomes more prevalent across a modern culture, as we've been seeing in. Stranger Things with Ride the Lightning and all the other Metallica songs that have trickled into mainstream media, more and more people are going to become more accepting of it and realize that even if we look extremely evil on stage, um, we tend to be really nice guys in real life. Nice guys, man. Just chilling, you know, vibing. (laughs) We just vibe in a different way. Uh, You mentioned um, cutting the, the, the slits in the balloon to release pressure. Um, something that's important to me is talking about mental health on the podcast. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I imagine it is music. What do you do to cope when you're feeling uh, down? What is your tactic to pull you out of the mud? Jeez, man. Um, stay grateful. And, you know, I, I lean to my family and I pray. Um, and, you know, like I always tell myself, just do one percent better tomorrow. Yeah, you know, like whatever, whatever it is. Just not, not, not a big, like, you know, significant. Just one percent, man. That's it. I like that. And uh, if you do that in a hundred days, you're a hundred percent better. It's true. You know, I like that very much. I never thought about it that way. That's that's something I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that. I like that. Yeah, I like that very much. I work in early childhood education, and there's this woman named Bev Boss, and she is a prolific early childhood educator mentor throughout the 90s and early 2000s probably before that too and she had mentioned that if ever you come home from work and you feel like uh, you reacted wrong at work so i'm just this could be like for early childhood education but it could be for anything just take that thought and think about it and then just tomorrow just don't do it again and then that's it, yeah. it, it falls really into the one percent better thing i think that's really interesting we, we carry too much on our shoulders man it's 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 crazy like the guilt yeah. just vibe and you know do your thing. The guilt. I feel like in Cryptopsy, I always had like a lot of weight from when I joined the band yeah. and the negative response that I received it re- originally. And then around 2013, I just started just positive vibes. You know, let's just focus on the positive. Positive vibes, bro. Opinions are like assholes, man. Everybody has one, bro. Absolutely. It's just, everybody, it's a mindset. Everybody has a fucking opinion, bro. <laughs> yes, they do. It doesn't mean they're right. That's the problem <laughs> with the music industry, you know, is you have all these like labels and and people that don't telling people that do what to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the problem with the music industry right there. Like all, all these people with an opinion. That's true. None of them do the thing. That's the thing. Like uh, people will be like, oh man, I saw a shitty clip of you singing online. Like, fuck you. Ha ha. And I'll be like, all right, well, Howard Jones thinks I'm badass. So it's like, you know, your opinion is like not that much to me. <laughs> You mentioned uh, more L, less L's than wins, or you mentioned something like that. I interviewed um, Andrew Thorpe King. He wrote a book called Failure Rules, where he uh, lists out like the biggest failures of his life that ended up causing very positive um, effects throughout the course of his life. So what would be the biggest failure that happened in your life that you've learned the most from? I would say slipping up with my sobriety. 
Uh-huh. I think that would be the, the biggest, you know, failure of my life. And what I learned from it is that, like I said earlier, just don't do it again, you know, and because that's a slippery slope. A lot of a lot of people do that, too. And it could be with sobriety. It could be with working out. It could be with um, anything uh, eating, you know, like if you slip up, people tend to be like, well, I fucked up yesterday. So I may as well lean into my fuck up. And that's not the proper approach you should no not the proper approach man not the proper approach at all like i think if you look at it like it has a hold of you and you're surrendering it's easier than being like quitting or stopping or i don't know i'm not perfect man you know like i I fuck up all the time so it's hard for me to pick one significant failure that's like worse than all the others um that's why life is a journey. We got we got to get through those 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 valleys to get to the peaks. Like even cigarettes, like I wasn't smoking a year ago. That's not it's not hurting your voice. That's started smoking now. I'm pro- I'm probably gonna quit soon. I've I've quit before. It doesn't really affect my voice too much, to be honest. Um, a lot of people see that. Like a lot of people would say that. Like, and I can't believe that they smoke. But so many singers that I've toured with smoke. Yeah, so many, and it doesn't affect their voice in the least. It doesn't affect my voice. I I I don't. Uh, like maybe it will for the first like five minutes of singing while I'm like still warming up. But then after that, it's fine. You know, it's no different. I love making collabs. Uh, I've released over 80 beers because that's my main passion of my life. I've released coffees with Cryptopsy. I've done teas with Cryptopsy. What would be the very perfect Oni collab? It doesn't have to be a beer. Doesn't it? What, what would like it be any product? What would be something that would magic gathering? Card. Yes. I'm I'm an avid nerd for magic. I love card games and collectible cards. I always have. So magic would be like the dream collab for me. Like how Post Malone had like Post the Enchanter, like Zer the Enchanter, but with Post Malone on it. I would love for them to take like a badass character in magic and yeah, have like an Oni demon on it who's me, you know? That'd be cool. I think that's cool. I like that very much. Um, I have one last question. I typically wrap up with this. I'm not sure if it applies, but uh, we'll try it out. Uh, every once in a while, it happens to everyone. What is your hangover cure? Hangover cure. Something greasy, man, like a full English breakfast. Hell yeah. With like hash browns and bacon and all that shit. Hell yes. Jake, thank you so, so much for taking the time, hanging out with me, talking about your life, talking about music, talking about craft beer just a little bit. Uh, I had a pleasure. I'm bummed it's over, to be honest, man. I still got like 14% <laughs> on my phone. I can keep talking. <laughs> I appreciate it. I got my kids roped up in the other room. Um, not literally. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward. Next time you come up through here in Montreal, I'm going to come hang out. If I'm ever around anywhere near, come hang out. Throw me that idea of her for me to scream on something. I'd be more than 100%, stoked. 100%, man. We, we'll go back and forth on some dueling dragon screams it'll be sick i'm super down everyone get ready the silver line came out october 13th check it out cheers all right later man hey thank you all so so much for listening right to the end you know that i love and appreciate that man this was an awesome conversation i'm super stoked that i reached out to connect with jake having played with him all those years ago to watch him now just blown away by how much he has taken control of his musical identity. He's really just leaning into what he loves, what he always wanted to be. And I think it's super cool that he's done that. I would be more than willing to uh, take him up on that offer to uh, fly down and record some harsh vocals with him. Uh, I know that he was joking, but I'm just throwing it out there into the universe. Uh, I would be very stoked to do that. It looked really cool when I watched all the content online, and I would be super, super down to do that. 
Go check out The Silver Line if you have not yet. It is a perfect reflection of who Jake Oni is, and it is filled with bangers. Now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Middle Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week that contains all of the details of everything that has happened recently in the world of the Vox and Hops Middle Podcast. You get to see which episodes I dropped recently. You will get to see which episodes I have coming up. You will get to hear about any projects I have in the works before I announce them to the public. You will also get to find out what's going on in the world of Cryptopsy and with Asgamora Burns dropping just last month we have a lot of stuff going on so if you want to be up to date in that sign up to the mailing list the mailing list also includes all the details of all the albums that the vox and hops album review crew have reviewed recently and you will get to see which albums jerry monk vox and hops's metal architect has added to the brutal awakenings playlist there's always a lot of stuff going on in the world of the vox and hops metal podcast so please do me a favor and sign up to the mailing list because i hate when you miss a single thing the vox and hops metal podcast is brought to you by sound talent media and evergreen podcasts i hope you have a killer rest of the week i will be back next week with an episode that i recorded when i was at the mexico metal fest a few weeks ago but until then remember to enjoy life metal and craft beer cheers vox and hops heads this is krista makes guitarist and vocalist for less than jake and host of krista makes a podcast a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.